0: Welcome to the Sailor Noob podcast where a super fan and a noob talk about the original Sailor Moon episode by episode. I'm your host, Mikan Hada, joined by my co-host.
1: I'm your co-host, Caliban, and whoa, what's going on?
0: <laughs> we'll get into that in just a moment. What is happening? I know. <laughs> We're a couple of magical people ready to moon prison power make up this episode. Sailor Noob is a part of the Just Enough Trope Network. Uh, so before we get into it, do you want to have like some... Uh, uh initial impressions
1: well we're supposed to we've set up i don't know only once before have we done this but we set up this thing where we're supposed to i'm supposed to kind of oh, try yeah. to say what i think is going on Cal's every five episodes in. or so yes and i suppose i mean if you do it on the on the 10 you it on the five so we're yeah. actually one late but but it, we're but the, the things are already changing like for me to predict something it doesn't things are already turning over on their own. You know what right. I mean? Like, we just got a new um, sort of quest or, or, or chapter that we've entered into here. Yes. And so, I mean, I get, I don't know how I would have predicted that rainbow crystals would be inside of uh, <laughs> human Yomas who are all uh, being chased down and, and stuff's going on there. So, but anyway, um, not having been able to predict that, um, <laughs> maybe we need to find a, a better spot for me. Maybe, like, the, the, the second... Um, we lose a, a a great leader of the Dark Kingdom or whatever. Uh huh. Then we go. Okay, well there goes, epaulette Cape Guy or whatever. What What do you think's coming next? Right. I don't know. Maybe we, that's when we need to do it.
0: Oh, okay. So you you're you're suggesting we don't do it as often as you were originally suggesting.
1: No, I still think every five episodes is a good idea. I just didn't know when we started it that in two episodes we were going to lose, like, the main bad guy. And not only lose him, but have him die, like, a hero's death, kind of? Yeah. And be a total flip-flop? Yeah. And then have a character who had basically been forgotten about for ten episodes, uh, Usagi's friend Naru, uh, suddenly be thrust into, like, the spotlight as the co-lead of the show. Yeah. And effect that continues again this week.
0: Yes, it does. So
1: I feel unable to even comment I feel oh. unable to share my opinion about what I think is going to happen. Okay. Because <laughs> things are up in the air. Yes, yes, it's they chaotic.
0: are. Yes, they're very chaotic. Um, well, maybe we should uh, just go ahead and get into it then. Okay. Uh, today, we are talking about episode number 26. Naru-chan ni ega wo, Usagi no yujo, in Japanese. Restore Naru's Smile, Usagi's Friendship, the English translation. Mm. And the English title, the power of friendship. Mm. <laughs> I see a, a that's a no for me dog head shake over uh, there. It's really
1: the power of uh, fundamentals uh, and the sweet science, the sport of kings.
0: <laughs> yeah?
1: We will get into that. Oh, in a okay.
0: Bit. Yeah. Well, yes, I know what you're talking about now. The
1: show opens with a music box theme playing that same theme that we hear when somebody's having a dream. About a woman yelling at them to find a crystal. Uh, it's Mamoru. He's he dreaming and t- he's seeing a Usagi looking woman from a parapet telling him to find the silver crystal. Mm-hmm. And all will be revealed. Yes. And then, oh, football practice. Mamoru wakes up. <laughs> he asks himself, who, who is that princess? And w- will this mystery be solved when I find the crystal that they, she was talking about? And am I tuxedo mask?
0: <laughs> I liked that I Keanu voice th- you did there.
1: Oh, I don't know how we're gonna figure this out. Uh, meanwhile, in the DK, uh, Beryl is like, okay, okay, all right, we, we got we got one rainbow crisp crystal. We're, we're, what's the plan going forward? Mm-hmm. Zoisite, give it to me. And at this point, it's this is weird. It's sort of like. Seeing Darth Vader get up and do team building exercises with the other like uh <laughs> admirals on the Death Star.
0: Yeah. Because she's just been see. the person
1: that people approach respectfully and they're like, here's what I got to do, boss. And it's like, you do this and that. And now she's like, what do we got? We got crystals. We got crystals. We got red, blue. We got green, orange. What do we got? What are we looking for? Yeah. Do the thing. Boom. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Like now they're all like brainstorming and like working because they don't know what's going on, I guess,
0: either. Uh. It certainly seems way. If the that dark way.
1: ruler is resurrected, it's going to be against the odds, and they better never just sweep everything under the rug and be like, playing work great, Your Honor. <laughs> we, we, we never had a doubt. Right. But if this person does come back, like, it's, yeah. They're going to be like, whew. How do we pull that off? <laughs> work, everybody. Take five. <laughs> well, Zoe Sight shows us that the next rainbow crystal. Is in a man. That man is a real white-looking mustache dude. There's yes. a way. I mean, Usagi has blonde hair. Everybody's ethnicity is anime in this show. Absolutely. But, but I feel like this guy is there's a there's a look that you get in some anime, um, where it's they're just designed to be like, hello, I'm a white guy. Hello, I'm Mr. Thompson. Yeah. Uh, kind of like um, well, this is a specific thing, but remember uh, Mickey Makamura's dad in Devilman Crybaby
0: gosh i don't
1: he was he had blue eyes and Uh like a spiky haircut and i think he had like a mustache or a goatee okay and because she was she um, was like mixed race yeah uh and he was american and i think he had originally come there as a missionary or to he they were a christian because it's important to the the show show. baby right but uh yeah and so he was like a blue-eyed you know Hey, the big JC loves guitar music. Listen to this. You know, he's like a real uh Jesus-y kind of dude.
0: Sure, sure. Did they make his eyes bigger than everybody else's eyes? Cuz I've the seen old, that before in anime too. Yeah. It's
1: anime. Everybody's eyes are big. I know,
0: but uh, one of my favorites like Marmalade Boy, they go to they there's a part where there is a lot of foreigners, Americans, and they make their eyes like twice as big as everybody else's eyes.
1: Wow. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Oh, that's what that feels like. Oh, my God. I feel bad for every little footman statue out in front of somebody's a rich person's house now. Oh, my goodness. That's what that feels like. Oh. Well, anyway, it's a good example I picked because this guy is a priest. Yes. As far as we can tell. He mm-hmm. has a collar and the whole deal and a rosary. He's a uh, Catholic priest, Mm -hmm. I think. Only Catholics have the The, things, right? I have no idea. Well, that's the walking around cassock or whatever for a Catholic priest. Sure. There is ceremonial garments for other denominations and churches, but yeah. Uh, So next day at Juban Jr., Naru is not there. She's been gone for a week, and Usagi is really worried uh, she flashes back to Nephrite's demise a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and Naru, she really wanted that chocolate parfait, I guess. This, <laughs> I guess she's this so. is, Yeah, hit her hard. Yeah. Uh, after school, Usagi tells Umino that she's going to see Naru, and Umino is coming along. They're going to cheer her up. Mm-hmm. At Naru's house, uh, she's pretty depressed, mm-hmm. and Usagi is uh, trying to be delicate, trying to sort of... Work, find the right thing to say Mm -hmm. to reach Naru's cracked heart. And Amino's like, let's have chocolate parfaits! (laughs) No, he
0: just says (sighs) all the wrong things at all the wrong times.
1: Anyway, Uh, and I still want to know what does Naru think happened here? This isn't just. I, yeah. I, I, there was a monster or something and it gets kind of fuzzy. Why is this bandage on my head? And I saw Sailor Moon. Yay. Like she was in a relationship with this guy who she met when he, you know, was tennis coaching her sister. Mm, yeah. He kidnapped her or tried to, and he was dressed up like tuxedo mask. Mm-hmm. Then three plant ladies kidnapped her and strung her up in jazz bar. Yes. And then they murdered him with magical powers in front of her. Yes. And then he disappeared. Yes. Just disappeared and turned into Stardust. Yes. What does she think is going
0: on? I don't know if she knows. Like, I wonder if, like, after he disappeared, if, like, Sailor Moon and the other Sailor Scouts had, like, this really long heart-to-heart with her. Like,
1: it's sad, but go on Mori or something like that. You've got a story here. Yeah, I know. You know that, like, aliens or... Or magic is real, or something.
0: Right? I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I guess
1: I don't know what people know about. We only ever see Sailor V, like, you know, kneeing guys in the in the chin or something like that. So I don't know what if they know that superpowers. I don't know if superpowers and superheroes are real, outside of just. Um, right, vigilantes and cheerleader outfits. Yes, but yeah, I mean, like her boyfriend turned into pixie dust and disappeared after they were attacked by literal monsters. Like, what is? is it's gonna take more than a chocolate parfait. What do you think
0: is going on? Yeah, I know. Anyway,
1: <clears throat> she does say, uh, "All right, let's go get something to eat." Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, she wants to go out. So things maybe they're turning around. Uh, meanwhile, at Hikara Shrine, Luna is filling the other girls in on the power of the silver crystal, which, mm-hmm. if used pro- properly. Can destroy the world.
0: It's terrifying. Says. So yeah. it can
1: resurrect the. It's the ultimate bliss. Or well, that's the energy of young children, as we all know. <laughs> uh, but it can it can resurrect the dark leader. We don't know if like they'll raise the dark. Ruler and the Dark Ruler will destroy the world, or if the crystal itself can destroy the world. Oh, Everything point, is really yeah. vague, and everybody's really bad at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the world's already pretty banged up <laughs> at this point, so yes. it can't take too much more. Uh, Luna also fills everybody in on the Rainbow Crystal situation too. Uh, we again see this flashback uh, from space, uh, explaining how the reincarnated humans are uh, have become the Yoma. Um, I'm not sure if it's a translation thing, but I-, I don't know if like I don't know if the seven pieces. Make up the crystal or if they get the seven and that will allow them to get a separate crystal, which is the silver crystal. That has not become clear.
0: Yeah, I.
1: Because seven it is not clear. Seven crystals that are different colors are suggestive of like a prism or a rainbow. Uh right. They are called the rainbow crystals. And then their light would, you know, additively make up white or silver light.
0: Right. So so either you get all of them and, and then you stuff you get the crystal or you get all of them and they show you where the crystal is. Right. Right. It's unclear as to which one of those it is. And there's a black crystal too, so yes. there's too many crystals. Yes. Uh
1: but the the big point to take away here is that they're having this meeting without their leader.
0: Yes. Exactly, after she has just been crowned leader. That's
1: right. Yeah. There's a girl with a moonstick somewhere who's not at this not at this meeting. Yes. Uh, and Mako is uh, like pff, After experiencing One guy that she threw in a bush And then almost <laughs> atomized She's like, "This bad guys, they gotta watch out for This girl right here Who has two thumbs And is hung up on a senpai He used to spurn her And uh, Ray's like, I was gonna say that <laughs> yes. See, yeah, Ray agrees with me Uh-oh. Every new sailor is just all the personality traits of the old ones Plus Uh-oh. an extra thing <laughs> It's wearing thin now, and Ami is thinking ahead. She's like, "Okay, well, look, I guess we gotta find the humans, right? Because, you know, either we can get the crystal from them, or the the, the bad guys will be looking for them. We'll have to protect them anyway." Right. And Luna uh, says, um, "Well, we find them with the moonstick," and everybody's like, "Uh oh, uh, maybe Usagi shouldn't have the moonstick." <laughs> And Maka's like, Well, uh, why not? And Ray's like, uh well she'll probably end up using it to smash things. And as they're talking, we cut to Asagi's house and <laughs> she's like and takes her piggy bank out. <sighs>
0: Oh, but but let me ask you this. <laughs> I owe you. Is is that like what is actually happening or are we seeing what <laughs> Ray good, is imagining?
1: That's a good question. But you know, as a this is the like the early nineties, right? Yes. They are prefacing prefiguring the cutaway comedy of your family guys. Yes. Of your thirty rocks. That's true. Of your uh whatever's yes. so I'd have to just the, the, the environment that I've been stewing in, that that happened. <laughs> We just cut away to. <laughs> All right. When have I ever cried? You know, like, <laughs> I just wanted some diet slice and some pita chips. Ten minutes earlier. Um, that ha- yeah, that happened. Uh, Luna, though, is like, uh, look, I believe in Usagi. She's got no sense of duty. She's unreliable. <laughs> Let's get to the good parts. Yes. Uh, but that's why she's the leader. It'll give her confidence, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I agree or understand <laughs> your logic Luna's there. Luna's logic. But okay. Yeah. Uh, this will teach her responsibility, having to be responsible. And that yep. makes sense. Yes. You you treat people with the amount of respect that you require of them. That sounds right. like I'm trying to use people there. Uh, <laughs> give people a sense of worth and they will return that yes. by being uh, worthful. Worth-
0: worthy? I don't know.
1: Worthy. Nice job. <laughs> uh, she really goes to the bat for her. and I think that's great. Uh, and then finally, we get something of a redemption for how dumb that they're, they they make her. Yeah. Um, I get that it's it's a character and having a happy-go-lucky main character who isn't exactly cursed with a vast intellect is a long-standing anime trope. But they push it so hard sometimes. But if I'm to read this right, it's all in the service of seeing her mature as a person and a leader. Yes. And it's got to pay off, right? Mm -hmm. She has to start down here if she's going to end up here.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope that's what they're doing.
1: Moonsticks crossed. Yes. The girls kind of vote informally. Uh, Ray says, no, no way. We're going to take it away from her. Uh, Ami's like, uh, she's in, but then Ray pinches her really hard on the leg.
0: <laughs> I know. She's such a bully. Yeah.
1: And then Mako says, well, I don't know any of you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, uh, what if we, we give her a call? Yeah. So they call her up on the Avengers card. Ring, ring. Hey, Usagi, you know, we're having a pretty important meeting. You want to come down here? She's like, oh, well, I'm going to Yokohama for ice cream. And everybody's like, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Despite all this,
1: uh, I would say that this is a dumb bunny, too.
0: Oh, okay. I'm
1: going to reveal that now as the episode goes on. In this episode, her actions seem dumb, but her friends don't have any context for her actions. I think you were telling me that, like, Yokohama isn't just down the road. Like, it's a big station, and it's kind of a ways away. So if you're going there, you make a day of it. And so clearly she never – and we don't know. Again, like I said, they already had – maybe they sent her a message before – Hey, we're gonna have a meeting, and this is the second message. But we whatever, don't know. yeah. It, it, you know, the, the the city is beset by evil monsters from another dimension. You should kind of be on call. Yeah, and this is just right. her going. Whoop! I'm out of here. She's, She's not. This yes. is all in the service of her trying to bring her friend out of this funk. Yes. Um, because of something that because their superhero lives intruded on her. This is this is another Spider-Man moment. Like, yeah, she one of probably her friends or family's life is being ruined by yeah. the fact that she's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, in, in spite of all that, Usagi is showing way more emotional intelligence than her friends, who are ready to just vote her out because she just wanted Jeez. some change out of her piggy bank. Right. Just going to Yokohama. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's using the moon stick as a hammer. No, that's a vote against. But anyway, the point is, only a two. Uh, meanwhile, across town, Usagi, Naru, and Amino are sitting on a curb by a graveyard. Seems like a bad idea.
0: Yeah, it does. In
1: a show like this, uh, Naru says, uh, There's no grave for nephrite sama <laughs> Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she starts to cry, and Amimu, uh, uh, excuse me, Amino says... Uh, oh, it's a Peking duck. I never had Peking duck. Oh, I'm so close to having Peking duck. Th- this is the time in <laughs> my life before I had Peking duck, and pretty soon I will be in the part after when I've had Peking duck. So what is he talking about? Nuzagi, a starts throttling him, and Naru runs off to meet a priest. She finds a priest. Mm-hmm. It is our priest. Yes. Unless they all look alike, to me, these foreigners. Yeah, right. And she asks him what she should do. Uh, someone important to her died, and he says... You were important to him. Your love saved his soul. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he knows all this. I don't either. And he says, love is all around you. It's behind you right now. Yeah. Which, again, is weird because, you know, we know that Zoicite's got a little flare. She turns yeah. around <laughs> and there he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Was the priest just speaking generally? And Zoicite's like, Whoop, better hurry up. That's a good one. <laughs> his little <laughs> legs are crossed. <laughs> Sitting down. He comes flying real fast. Ah, nailed it. <laughs>
0: Um, I like the way you think. I don't know that that maybe Zoysite just has that much impeccable timing. I don't. I don't know. Like, gotta make this work. So I got my little flair. You so. know,
1: Batman spends a lot of time like with his knees up by his ears, just waiting for somebody to be yeah. like. But we'll never get caught by the Batman. Let's make you. Likes to sleep. You know, through the skylight.
0: Yes. Yes. I have. I. Yeah. He does a lot of
1: waiting. We cut to Usagi and Umino. They're looking for Naru, and suddenly Usagi's bag starts glowing, and Luna arrives to tell her that it's the Mm Moonstick reacting to one of the rainbow crystals. Yes. So that's a new thing. We have our own black gem jewel now, but the moon uh, stick can detect rainbow crystals. Uh, Rainbow crystals, says Usagi, unable to turn it into some kind of food pun. Um, (laughs) And that's why you tell your leader about the meetings and when they are. Right? So they're filled in. (laughs) Uh, They use the stick to track down the signal back in the graveyard. Zoicite is going to use the crystal on the priest and Naru tries to stop him. Um, And Usagi arrives and Luna tells her to wait for Mako to arrive. She's like, well, no, 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 no. Wait, wait for our Hulk to show up. Yeah. But Usagi is not going to wait. And she transforms into Sailor Moon. She confronts Zoicite, but he Zoys and he activates the priest. An orange crystal emerges from the priest it's like Infinity War. Mm, and yeah. the crystal shoots up and the priest transforms into, Um. he's got like chicken legs. Yep. And wings. Yep. And he's got boxing trunks mm-hmm. uh, and a belt and gloves mm-hmm. and a head guard yep. and a mustache. Yep. And he says, me no preacher, me boxy. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. Here's my theory. I am going to get a theory out today. It seems like the Yoma are becoming dark reflections of the humans, or maybe the humans are attracted to aspects of the Yoma that are in them. So e- example, mm-hmm. crane master Joe likes games, so he became Game sen. Yes. But maybe because it, it's a, that Yoma is all about games or something? Uh... Right. He he then became attracted to crane games.
0: Right. Do you know what I mean. Right. 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 And I the see fa- what you're saying.
1: I'm gonna stretch it here, but the father's a priest. I'm guessing a Catholic priest, perhaps Irish Catholic. So maybe we've got like an Irish Catholic boxer here. I think there's sure. You know. Uh. uh Japanese national who has about as much understanding as I do and has maybe possibly seen the Daniel Day-Lewis movie, The Boxer, would be like, oh, that all makes sense. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> that's all I could think of, why this priest turns into a boxer.
0: Monster. Yes. Yes.
1: Anyway, he's like, the crowd is calling my name. <laughs> I'm a champion wow. <laughs> and he he's got a bell, and the bell on his belt rings. I know. Ding 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 ding. And the <laughs> Sailor Moon's like, I'm not a boxer, I'm not a boxer. <laughs> and he says, I'm a champion lovely punch. <laughs> and his boxing glove flies off, which is really like I I tried to punch you but my glove isn't tied on tight enough. But anyway, right. it right. flies off and it uh, crushes a gravestone. Yes he says, I am king of kings. <laughs> <laughs> and he shoots in one of his gloves at Naru. So he's shooting boxing gloves. Umino pushes Naru out of the way in one of those like, oh, he saved her. Um, but he doesn't. Um, I think he's OK. I think we find out he was a little hurt later. but Yes. Um, but he doesn't get like wasted by this guy. No. Uh, then we get another lovely punch, <laughs> And just as it seems <laughs> that Sailor Moon is going down for the count, Tuxedo Mask swoops in. Yes. Carries her to safety. He says, gentlemen, do not box ladies. They hold them gently. <laughs> Some weird gender politics going on. Yeah. A little, a little traditional, bit. but whatever. Uh, Zoe Site says, uh, knock out the fancy man, too. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of them square off. And then we get, I am a champion, triple punch! <laughs> but. TM spins his cane, he deflects the boxing gloves. Where are these gloves coming from?
0: Yeah, I know.
1: He regenerates gloves. That's his real his power. His body
0: regenerates gloves. He just makes gloves. gloves. He's yeah. getting
1: shorter as, as they fight. <laughs> uh Moon, uh Sailor Moon sees a star-shaped amulet on the ground. hmm If that seems like a non sequitur, it is. Yeah. And will continue to be for the entire episode. Yeah, well. Uh Jupiter finally arrives, and Boxy immediately runs to hit her, but she hits him with Supreme Thunder. Baby. That's right. Uh, everybody gets to yell their moves. So we got Lovely Punch, we got Supreme Shoe Came Sunday. Yes. We got all going on. Uh, She destroys Boxy's glove and Sailor Moon gives him the moon healing escalation. Yes. We get a refresh. Yes. Now the priest is back. He's fully decked out in his Sunday robes, but he's like, this didn't happen to Cray Master Joe. No. They like leveled up the priest.
0: I know, right? He He went from just like walking
1: around like black, you know, uh, Matrix outfit or whatever. Yeah. To like, Full white Sunday robes. Yes. There's like a rainbow and clouds behind him and everything. Yes. <laughs>
0: it's like, what's going on? And he sounds like he's giving a sermon or something yes, like that.
1: It's really weird.
0: Yeah. Crain Master Joe just like collapsed.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, tuxedo mask grabs the crystal, the orange crystal. Yes. And he runs off. And Luna's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Get, get, get the crystal. Yeah. And Sailor Moon's just like, that tuxedo mask, golly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he makes it away with the crystal. Later on, a building, Tuxedo Mask is holding this crystal. And as it glows, he turns into Mamoru Chiba. And he says, I finally understand. I'm Tuxedo Mask. Yes. The last one. The last one to get it.
0: Yes. Back in the
1: cemetery, Umino got hurt uh, helping Naru, and she finds his wound with the bandage she used on Nephrite. Yes. Which she weirdly still has. And mm-hmm. she says that she'll be back at school tomorrow. And Usagi opens this locket. It's shaped like a star. She opens it up in a music box version of Moonlight Densetsu, which she doesn't recognize.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Even though we know it exists in their universe. Because they...
0: Uh, starts playing. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it has a glowing crescent moon inside. Mm-hmm. And Mako and Luna are looking on. And Luna says, yeah, you know, sorry. I was hoping that uh, she'd do something cool during the fight. But, you know, so whatever. And <laughs> Mako's like, isn't her devotion to her friends, the friends we made along the way? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, wow. Naru is like, hey, where'd you get that locket from? And, and Usagi's like, somewhere.
0: What? I think, Okay. I I've, I've seen this before. So, I mean, uh Tuxedo Mask dropped it at some point.
1: I didn't see that.
0: I know, but I think we're supposed to infer that. Okay. Um somehow, but I think it might have been but it, there's something that's kind of uh reminiscent of something to Usagi, like she seems like yeah, 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 the scene's yeah. familiar. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh yeah, I think yeah, TM yeah. dropped it. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. Got me in with that. All right. Yeah. So that's the answer to that. Yes. Yeah. So um, already we're getting. Lovely boy. Yes. No, no, already we're getting uh, a variation in what I was already complaining about last week, which was every time I challenge this show, it comes right back. Okay. Because I said, well, all right, now we've got a new development, but it's the formula is they'll meet seven people. Yeah. There'll be seven crystals. Yes. We'll get the silver crystal. Mm hmm. But already there's a hitch in that giddy up because mm-hmm. the second crystal they don't even get because Tuxen- Cena Mass is like whoop yeah. yeah So yeah good job show
0: Yeah I know right still surprising keeps me. you on your feet Yeah yeah
1: And uh I, I like the fact or I guess I'm a little weirded out by the fact that the disrespect of Usagi is starting to become part of the meta narrative <laughs> like they they're all aware of how mean they are to her now and they're like does she deserve that were this mean to her I, I they're literally know. like kind of putting her on trial and she's not there yeah which is she, the weird part it is weird yeah. she can't
0: defend herself
1: I am king of kings <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had a lot of really great catchphrases
1: <laughs> I'm gonna miss them
0: yeah
1: how would you describe just Enough Trope. We are the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi,
0: I'm Mika Oh, no,
1: does this mean they can hear all the things I yell at the TV during Downton Abbey? Why did you do that? How do you plead? Let the
0: game begin. Yeah, check these fresh moves. Oh! Don't
1: shoot man in face.
0: This isn't the Save Gotham fundraiser.
1: It's the Chill Family Reunion.
0: Master Yoda assigned a Padawan to this bold Jedi. I think it's
1: pronounced Padawan.
0: Oh, Padawan. Excuse me. Hey, it's getting
1: late. I think Ralph's going to want his motorcycle back. Uh, go check out
0: the pictures of Dean Grey. I am freaking getting old.
1: <laughs> yeah, I noticed the life clock was blinking in your hand.
0: Get out of here, Wilson. Go fight the Teen Titans or something. I'm
1: unkillable, not unwoundable. You
0: like Sailor Moon,
1: right? Why don't you sail on this t- oh, Wow. Just enough trope. News, reviews, and geek fondue every Monday on the Just Enough Trope podcast network. Loving me never have a say. You so very sorry. What?
0: So for Kyoro Kyoro Miru, curiously looking around where we talk about elements in Japanese culture, I thought we would twofold talk about boxing and Christianity in Japan. So, um... In 1854, after uh, Matthew Perry uh, made land in Shimoda Shizuka, soon after the uh, Kanagawa Treaty, or the uh, Convention of Kanagawa, uh, that was the first time boxing was introduced uh, in Japan. What was the year? Uh, It was 1854. Okay it was prevalent at the time uh, for American sailors to have fights on board their ships <laughs> where, where they would encase their fists in slim leather. Um, <laughs> yes. So in, This is,
1: wow. <laughs> yeah. Everything just, okay, never mind. What? Everything just comes out of that.
0: A lot of stuff come out, comes the out Japanese of The yeah.
1: Japanese are the wet cement uh, culturally of the world.
0: Uh, I can see what you're saying.
1: It all makes so much, and I hate to generalize and I hate to put everybody in a a pile, but I think, you know, something like, um, I don't know, uh, you know, America loses, you know, the Vietnam War and we get, you know, some pretty good movies out of it Mm -hmm. seven, eight years later. Right. Um, But also it just sort of drives us a little crazy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Funky Town? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) letting Abba in the country. No, Oh, wow. But it sort of, it leads to certain something. But like Japan, you just look back and you go, oh, a bunch of round-eyed sailors went, guess what? You're with us now. Yeah, I know. And we got a lot of things we want to show you. And then fast forward, you know, almost 200 years, and Japanese schoolgirls dress in sailor costumes. Yes. It's so... I know. It's like a bad... It's like the world is... It's like God is a is a first-time DM. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> this would be really cool. Well, it's just like,
1: you know, I mean, if you played role-playing games with, like, a, a guy who's, like, or, or girl uh, or gender-neutral uh, <laughs> who knows what they're doing and they create a world and you realize that... It, they create subtleties that isn't until later you go, like, oh, yeah, is a pretty good that's idea. That was a really nice touch, yeah. yeah. And then somebody who's a first-timer, basically just you look at their map and it's like, it looks like... Lord it, of the Rings. An adventure map? Oh, so or, the bad okay, guy lives yeah. in a, a, a evil land that has a mountain range that kind of goes... Actually, come to think of it, the Lord of the Rings map kind of looks like a first-time DM, too, doesn't it? <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, I would say so. There's just a
1: simplicity. But, like, you look at the real-life Japanese, and it's like... Yeah, we, I know. We blew up their cities with atomic bombs. They're like, atomic energy created a giant lizard that that destroys cities. And it's like,
0: you little guys. I know.
1: Input in, input out. I know. I'll put, I know, I'll put out. I'll put in input out. Whoa. Whoa. Recursive loop. <laughs> Tell me about the sailors boxing in uh, Japan.
0: Well, um uh, the so so that happened and so that boxing was introduced. Uh and then it was uh 1896 when the uh, first uh boxing gym called Mariken Training Institute was started in Ishikawacho, Yokohama, Kanagawa by Toranasu uh excuse me. Toranasu... Toranasuke Saito and James Hojo. Um yes. Uh <laughs>
1: Did they have pancakes at this <laughs> boxing school?
0: Uh I don't think so.
1: Which name is it was it a white guy who who took on uh like a Japanese name? I almost said Oriental, which would have been okay if I was him, if yeah. I was James. Or was it a Japanese guy who was like, eh, Call me James. That sounds like it's got a good ring to it.
0: I actually don't know the answer to that. Oh, don't worry and don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the father of Japanese boxing or four round king was uh, Yujiro Watanabe. Uh, and following being educated with being bo- with boxing in San Francisco, he returned to Japan and started the the Nippon Kento Club in Tokyo on December twenty fifth, nineteen twenty one. Sure. Um. There are not a lot of fighters in Japan who qualify to be categorized as heavyweight. Um, Japan has acknowledged our ratings and titles for 13 distinct weight classes. Um, But, uh, yeah, not a lot of people in the heavyweight section. Uh, Well,
1: yeah, I, I mean, you know, genetically, it just seems like... Right. I don't think there's anything... Wrong in saying that? No, I don't think so either. Minute Bowl. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason that, like, there are guys in the NBA who barely speak English. Yes. You know, and and came right over from Africa is because, like, the guy's nine feet tall and they're like, well, I mean, he's going to get some block shots. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, sure, they're sumo wrestlers. They're literally some of the biggest people in the world. Right. But, yeah, I mean, there's not going to see a lot of Japanese boxers uh, in, uh, like, cruiserweight and above. Right. But, That doesn't mean you won't at all.
0: No. And I I think partially because of this, um, there aren't a lot of Japanese boxers that are um, uh, known in the U.S. because they just don't necessarily rank in the same weight classes. Mm. Um, uh, And uh, getting a license can be quite... uh, uh, a, a thing to do, a boxer must complete two tests. The first is a written exam to display that they apprehend the regulations, and then they also need to fight in front of people yeah. um, to get that. Um, all right, moving on to Christianity in Japan. At the end of 2017, there were about 1.9 Christians in Japan, which is about 1% of the overall population. 1549 marked the first time the orderly Christianity showed up in Japan via Portuguese Catholics.
1: Portuguese.
0: Yes. Uh, Francis Xavier- oh, the
1: Dutch oh, didn't bring Catholicism? No. Well, I guess they not. weren't the first. No. So, but they uh, weren't, there. were the Protestant.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, Francis Xavier, a Spanish missionary, came to Kagoshima. I, think I got around. Yeah, yeah. He came to Kagoshima, Kyushu, Japan, with the idea of establishing a church in Japan. And he starts the first Christian missionary projects in Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to say anything about him?
1: Uh, are we going to leave all the? Is it just going to be good stuff that we talk about?
0: Um. Well, <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta say I, I at most of what I am reporting on in this is is uh, positive, but we'll get to maybe some more negative things in a little bit. Okay. Good. Um. So some. Uh, uh, daimyo, or regional feudal lords, uh, in Kyushu became Christian and got baptized.
1: Well, we're already, okay, all right, we're, we're, we're glossing over it here, and I think that your facts are interesting, but I think that we both have own, uh, personal context that we can bring to this. Um, I, for instance, yes, uh, was on that ship with Francis. And okay, so it's not <laughs> the context isn't going to be that close. But I didn't get a chance to watch that Scorsese movie before I knew this subject was going to come up. So maybe sometime. Oh in the future, yeah, I, uh, I actually came across that in my give research. Give a mini review about that. But yeah. yeah, I mean the the gist of it is is that, uh, like a lot of cultural influences, uh, the Japanese were very hard on this because they were not interested in, you know, part of and parcel of the whole. Uh, Get out of here! We're gonna cut your head off if we see you close our here, and you're not Dutch or Portuguese in this one port. Yes, Uh, and that had to do with they didn't want any ideas spreading about other religions and stuff too. Yes, but and I'm not trying to be like you know college sophomore who took a comparative religion class here, but there's just something about Christianity, man. It's like the 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 mimetic properties of it that like it. I don't know. It just gets out there, you know. It just makes people feel good. Mm-hmm. And so, despite the horrible things that were done to uh Christians, you know, early in the early history of the movement. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like there were Damayos who were converting to Christianity, and this is all yes. at the time when Toyotomi is, you know, he's their Julius Caesar, basically. Like yes, he's uniting I was the entire country. Yeah. And if there's one thing that Christianity loves. It's a united country cuz then it can really start moving around. Right. I've also read that there were some political aspects to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um there were some damios who had um who who converted and had um access to resources. Yes. So like um, uh, gunpowder and explosives were becoming Absolutely. more popular. Yes. And a lot of the things that were needed to be mined to make those were in the lands of guys who were Yes. Christian. So there are other daimios who are like, "Yeah, you like this uh, Jesus piece? Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? You like that? Yeah, give yeah, yeah. please. Give me that salt, Peter. Give it to me. Right. Uh, so whether or not they were doing it for spiritual or religious reasons, it started mm-hmm. to spread. Yes. Yeah. And then near the end of the 16th century, uh, I think wisely, um, it's probably Tokugawa's in power at that point. I don't know who wrote the decree, but they are basically like, all right, fine, whatever you can just do. Just don't make a big deal out of it, but you can, you know, be Christian or whatever you want to. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the daimos who uh, was Christian and was baptized was Umura Sumitada. Um, and he was probably the, the most powerful one who um, was baptized. And, um, you know, he had a lot of... Like you were talking about a lot of goods and stuff like that, and people um kind of were looking at him and were like, Hey, he's this guy's getting rich. Maybe we should take a prosperity his stuff.
1: gospel. Let's do this. Yeah. Thing.
0: So um so Omura asked the Portuguese military for assistance. They came, but they requested that he back his commitment to God. And he was told that he needed to get rid of traces of the other religions, uh, in Japan, so Buddhism and Shintoism. And uh, uh, also convert people as much as possible. So by 1574, Shinto shrines and Buddhist temples in his area were set on fire and destroyed throughout his lands. Cool. Uh, It never
1: goes wrong. No, I know. Religion, imperialism, put them together. Right. Delicious.
0: 60,000 citizens were baptized by pressure if need be.
1: Yeah, well... Uh, I mean to be fair, I don't know if this is spite or just efficiency, but <laughs> was anybody crucified in Japan before uh, Christianity came there? No, I because don't think. Because when they so. found those little those little Christians that were hiding, they're like, All right. Knock 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 knock. They, I they know. crucified them.
0: I know they did. <laughs> it's like,
1: whoa.
0: I know. But you so... guys
1: you guys had the most the most efficient way to kill somebody, which was just sword that can cut through atoms boom, done, over.
0: Right. And
1: it's, and it's like, hmm, well,
0: Let's give him the death they would have wanted. Yeah, that's, that's,
1: you got a thing on his neck.
0: Oh my gosh, I know. Um, <laughs> they love this stuff. I know. Um, so yeah, um, as you mentioned, uh, Toyotomi uh,
1: Hideyoshi, um,
0: was not a fan of this, and largely because of the discriminatory contact or discriminatory conduct about Buddhism and Shintoism. Plus,
1: he's just he's just uh, imprisoned the emperor, basically, who's the religious leader, and he's right. trying to unite Japan under a military rule, but right. also have the figurehead of the emperor there. And yes. so he doesn't want people looking to some foreign. Uh, God or Messiah it's going to mix the message
0: right? so as you were talking about in 1597 Hideyoshi gave the most severe uh, forbidding edict and crucified 26 Christians Um, 5 were European Franciscan missionaries 1 Mexican Franciscan missionary 3 Japanese Jesuits and 17 Japanese lay people 3 of which were boys um and they were killed to make an example of Japanese Christians. And basically, they became martyrs after this.
1: Yeah. That's um, another thing yeah. about Christianity.
0: Yeah. Um, Christians in Japan were, were then required to openly reject the religion. Quite a few continued to exercise their religion confidently and later became known as hidden Christians or right. uh, Kakure Christian.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they have,
1: it's cool. You can see. Um, must have been in an art book or something and I saw it, but they had things like they'd have a, a statue of a Buddha or something like that. Yeah. Or an ancestor spirit or something. Yeah. And then if you like flip it around, it's got a cross in the back and they're like, Shh, Kakura
0: Kiristia. Yeah. I mean that's some, that something I saw in my research. That they they tried they, they hid Christian iconography in like things. Yeah. Um, so that's kinda cool. There is a building, I can't remember uh, where it was, but like uh, they they like put like a cross in like some bricks and stuff like that. And it's like, I know. Right. So yeah. In 1633, um, the shogunate distributed distributed the first multiple sakoku, which means closed country edicts, putting Japan on its way to being a closed country and then uh, 1853, Commodore Perry, again, enters Japan with a convoy of ships uh, promoting the reopening of Japan to the West. Um, and Sailor I, suits for everybody. Yes, exactly. Um, I guess uh, just interesting to note, uh, Christmas, although not a national holiday, is celebrated in Japan. It's seen more as a non-religious holiday, uh, commercialized holiday. You see Santa Claus, parties, Christmas lights, decorations... Present swaps, eating Western food, especially uh, Christmas cake, which is eaten on Christmas Eve and is, I think we've talked about before, it's usually like a sponge cake with whipped cream and strawberries. Um, And then also very popular uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, um, which, you know, they, they years ago... They advertise that that's what was had on Ameri- in America for, on, for Christmas Day. So it, that became a very popular thing to have on Christmas Day in Japan. Hmm. Um, and you usually spend the holiday with your significant other or friends, not usually extended family. Uh, Christmas Eve is seen as a couple's holiday, and romantic presents are exchanged.
1: Hmm. I think I was reading, too, that um, w- it, when – Christianity was in Japan um, in the late 16th century. That's yeah. around the time that they were, or one of the times that they were um, invading Korea. And so when they invaded Korea, some of the generals that went over there yeah. were like really big into this Christianity stuff. Sure. And so it sort of so like kind of set Korea. up over there too.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Christianity, like you said, Christianity is like that. It just kind of spreads. Um, and I mean, I guess you can take positivity from that in some ways. yeah. Um, uh, The denomination breakdown in Japan, um, for what I found currently, it's uh, Protestants are about 60% of Christians in Japan, and Catholics make up the general remainder, um, although all denominations are present in Japan, so they just must be smaller percentages. Um, We talked about this before.
1: Did we? Yeah, because I was trying to figure out if... I think I was trying to figure out if the Sakinos went to church or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember if they did or not. Um, or if, I yeah,
1: anyway. I went.
0: I, I had a host family, um, for a short time when I was in college, and my host mom took me to. I believe it was a Buddhist ceremony, um, that she went to weekly. Uh, there are around seven thousand churches and thirty thousand missionaries and other appointed, uh. Religious leaders, about a tenth of which are foreign, right? Um, and uh, there, there have been some things that, that have been said about Christianity in. Um, uh, in Japan, uh, there there's a guy, Ralph Calfrey, who's an American pastor who works in Japan, said, quote, there is still a strong social pressure from family and friends not to be different. Occasionally, you still hear about Christians who have trouble with their family because of their faith or Christians who lose their jobs. Well, that's End a white quote.
1: guy who's probably spent... Mm-hmm eight years yeah, in Japan trying to describe what it
0: is. Yeah. Um, quite a
1: few Japanese people. it <laughs> dressed like bleach characters at a train station. So I know well, that some people like to do their own thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Yuko, a Japanese Christian woman in her 40s, said, quote, I developed a very positive view of Christians in Japan, both Catholic and Protestant, as people who were actively engaged in social welfare and social justice work in my country. I think Christians in Japan have made a lot of contributions to Japanese society. So many hospitals and schools and social welfare organizations from our, our organizations were, are built and run by Christian missionaries and Japanese Christians.
1: And we talked before about how that, I not that America's all that great, but there, that doesn't exist necessarily in Japan, at least yes. uh, as much as it does in other countries where it's yes. just like... Social Safety Net? I don't know. We don't have a word for that. Uh, If you're in trouble, good luck.
0: Well, and I I think, too, um, there isn't as as much, um, like, this idea of, like, uh, donating money to a cause. That sort of
1: thing. <laughs> so not on Japanese Facebook. No, uh, I'm donating some money for, for my birthday to well, leukemia.
0: <laughs> I just don't think you see it as much. Three
1: dollars out of three hundred <laughs> achieved. Oh, no. Anything else on Christianity?
0: That's that's all I got. Do okay. you want to say anything else? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty,
1: pretty complete.
0: Okay, great.
1: Do we get funeral customs?
0: Um, I I didn't get to funeral customs.
1: More people are going to die. We'll talk about that in yeah, future. Yeah,
0: exactly um each mas with usagi what did usagi eat in this episode well um in this episode uh umino is drinking something with a straw at naru's house we don't really get a good idea of what it is um naru says let's go eat something good usagi tells the other sailors sorry i can't come over right now i'm going to yokohama chinatown with naru to eat something delicious (laughs) uh and you already covered this This is not a, a short trip um uh yokohama is south of tokyo and about 25 kilometers outside of tokyo 37.2 kilometers if you drive the fastest way to get there from tokyo is via train which takes a little under 50 minutes Uh um and the chinatown in yokohama is the largest in the country uh the port city of yokohama was one of the first of its kind to reopen to foreign trade in 1859 and there are about 250 Chinese-owned subject-mattered restaurants and stores in Chinatown.
1: Ethnic food?
0: <laughs> yes, uh, sure. Chinese-specific well, food. But you just said
1: that Yokohama is the biggest Chinese uh, area or whatever. Chinatown, yeah. Chinatown. There's a lot of restaurants. And yes. then she was talking about they're going to have ethnic food.
0: No, I think she she did say um, ethnic food in... Uh, I, I think maybe what she was talking about is maybe Jenny's food. I'm not sure. It's unclear. Uh, Umino suggests that they have Peking duck and gets excited to eat it because he has never had it before.
1: food.
0: Yes. Uh, Usagi strangles him and says, quote, you want to be a Peking duck that badly? And Umino says, no, I want to eat one. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's good to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> My Heart is a Kaleidoscope where we talk about fashion and Sailor Moon. What the heck are they wearing in this episode? And um, we see Momoro's PJs, a uh, black tank top, and I think purple shorts. I think he likes purple a lot. Um, And then we get repeat outfits from both Naru and Usagi. Naru wearing the sleeveless yellow shirt, long orange skirt, and aqua hair bow. And Usagi wearing the pink button-up shirt and purple skirt. Uh, or purple uh yes purple skirt um and then the priest is wearing black priest robes with a purple sash (laughs) and then after he's turned back into human as you mentioned he's wearing the fancy white priest robes um villain gauge where we rate a baddie one to five dark stars five being the most wicked um the father priest human with a rainbow crystal inside him we Don't know his actual name. So we get the second of the seven legendary Yoma named Boxy, champion of the Dark Kingdom, question mark. Another Japanese pun on the word boxer, bakusa, and the Japanese word for priest, bakushi.
1: Oh, that's genius. Yeah. That explains that kind of weak, dumb name, Boxy. Yes. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's like, what do we call this guy? I know. Bakushi. Oh, boxing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the Sailor Moon wiki, it was suggested that being a priest who turns into a boxer may be a reference to the Exorcist, <clears throat> because Father Caras boxed for stress relief and exercise.
1: Sure, and then it just goes back into what I was saying before about just the stereotypical idea of Roman Catholicism. Yes. Irish Catholicism. <laughs> right. Boxing. Boys' schools, parochial schools. Yeah.
0: I think what you're saying is even makes it even stronger. Sure. So, yes,
1: absolutely. He was a Golden Gloves uh, champion on the <laughs> parochial circuit.
0: Right. Uh, he turns into a bird man with bird feet and orange wings.
1: <laughs> Explain that.
0: Yeah, I know. Pointy ears. Not,
1: that's not a pun or something?
0: Uh, not that I know. Boxy also
1: means like a uh, chicken or something?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I can't figure that out either. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, pointy ears, boxing gloves, <coughs> boxing shorts, and a boxing bell as his belt buckle. He doesn't
1: even fly.
0: No, he doesn't. So
1: that's not, what, like, what are the wings Why for? Why did they give him wings Why if they didn't have him fly? It's like the, the the San Diego chicken or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, is he like too big to fly? Like, what what are they trying to say? I just don't even, I'm just more confused.
1: No, he's not, he's too big to fly. That's <laughs> okay. Not... <clears throat>
0: and he Can uh you wait, wait the you, well, we'll get to it just a moment. Yeah. Uh and he says such wonderful things as i am a champion and lovely punch right. uh when he turned back into a human he of course says refresh refresh just like genson um and he saying things like do you believe in god i believe love your neighbor um and he throws his boxing glove uh and um Umino saves Naru, and Tuxedo Mask saves Sailor Moon. So, uh, Boxy, uh, how many stars would you give him? I I give him three out of five dark stars. How about you?
1: (laughs) He's the king of kings. (laughs) (laughs) I go five. Okay. you kidding me? All right. Uh, This is that thing where... I don't have a uh, a point of comparison, but uh, Project Runway, if uh somebody really goes for it and yes. it's just too much but somehow it all just holds together yes. and it's good on the model and the walk is good and it Heidi and everybody's like y- you know what you win i don't know i don't know why you win there's a lot going on here but somehow it all just it's like a beautiful train wreck yes that's that's boxy yes he's got the most personality i think of any yoma to date and like I said, like he goes down, so to speak, uh, way too early in the, yes. in the second round. Yeah. And there could have been, we could have got more from him. Um, Absolutely. He's, he's got, he, I hope all the villains uh, telegraph their moves by yelling what they are going forward. <laughs> um, yeah. The guy's good.
0: Uh, he was very entertaining. I have to give him that much. Yeah. Um, so now we're at the point where we uh, give our rating um, one to five roses, five being the best. Uh, I give this episode three out of five roses.
1: Three out of five? Yeah. Um, so ironically, in the way that the monster design of throwing everything at the wall worked. Yes. Uh, for a five. Mm -hmm. I would probably give this a three as well because this is an episode which is in which, and they're all probably going to be more complicated as we go, in which the bad guys are scrambling to get their plan together to get a crystal out of a priest. The good guys remember that their best friend lost her boyfriend, so they're going to take her out for Sundays. But in the meantime, a graveyard priest becomes a chicken man who yells, (laughs) lovely punch! (laughs) Uh, and Tuxedo Mask is trying to figure out who he is yes. and steals a crystal yes. and literally says at one point, like, they're like, are you a good guy or a bad guy? And he's like, I'm basically on my side. And we're going to find out, you know, when I get yeah. that crystal. Yeah. If you guys come after me, I guess I'm the bad guy. Right. Uh, it's morally complicated. It's, we want to be, this guy wants to be a peeking duck. Uh, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a lot going on and yes. to the episode's detriment, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. Too too busy. I think
1: it's really busy. Yeah. Not not entertaining, but it's busy. Sure. Um, and I should give it a four, but I'm also gonna give it a three.
0: Okay. I think that's fair.
1: I don't want at this point in the game. I don't want to reward. Uh, you know, I want fours to be this is really great. If they'd done this, it would have been a five. But I can't right. give a. Boy, this is happening. That's happening. That that can't be a four. Right. So this has to be a three.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, My English title is Mission Naru Happiness.
1: You know this works, right? Yes. (laughs) Mission Naru Happiness. Okay. What about, what about, Mm -hmm. look out, Naru. No. (laughs) No. Um, Mission Naru Happiness. Mission Naru's happiness. It's not caveman. Oh
0: no! You can
1: use possessive.
0: (laughs) I try to like not have as many connecting words. Doesn't have to be. Yeah.
1: Umino duck now. (laughs) Like you don't have to. It can be almost a sentence. Um, Yeah. Mission Naru happiness. (laughs) Uh, Mine is uh, my fake uh, Deke or Viz title. Yes. uh, For the Cartoon Network is. Down for the count.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty good one. Next episode, we are talking about episode number twenty-seven, Ami-chan e no koi mirai yochi no shonen in Japanese, crushing on Ami, the boy who can see the future. The English translation and the English title, Mercury's Mental Match.
1: I was gonna say it sounds like um, uh, Ami's got a boyfriend. Yeah, just from—I wouldn't say I translated it, but I knew enough <laughs> words in that.
0: Yes, give yourself some credit. So is it
1: just gonna—it's just gonna rotate between all the girls now? Well, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. looks like it is.
0: I mean, in some ways, I think that there there are there are definitely episodes where it's like everybody gets a little something.
1: Mercury's mental match. Yes. Let's uh, let's start. Um, let's blindfold me, you know, or let's uh, if I'm juggling knives or whatever, we're gonna blindfold me. So okay. Let's fire off a couple that I can't use next time. Oh okay. Mercury's mental match. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, food food for thought. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> wait a <wait>. minute. <laughs> uh brain drain. Oh my goodness. Uh come on, come on, come on, come on, do it. Uh high Q.
0: Ooh. a route. Right. <laughs> okay. That almost sounded like a, a trek title there, you know. <laughs> I don't you... think
1: they ever made it to that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point though. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> well that's our show for this week. In the name of the moon, we'll be punishing you next week with another episode of Sailor Noob.
1: I am a champion Ow! <laughs>